Okay. Oh. Is that us? I think so, yes. Okay, hey. Um, usually no. we have like a little bit that like intros us. I into bet we've the... also completely just forgotten how podcasting works. No, literally. But also, <laughs> this hasn't actually been the biggest break. <laughs> Let me just clear my throat. I'm sick. <laughs> um, this is not the longest break that we've had. No. Remember in summer where we just couldn't be fast? Yeah, we were too busy being like <laughs> crazy, crazy girlies. dolls. Yeah. But sluts, if you will. Alas, we are back. The dolls discuss take twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three edition. And it's what I've been saying and what I'm still trying to coin. And if anyone that was with us on New Year's will know that I was saying twenty twenty two was twenty twenty year, but twenty twenty three is twenty twenty me. And I think that's the vibe, to be honest. Um I was I was really pushing it and no one was picking it no, up. But I've, I've, I'm hoping that someone does. Everyone could not be fucked. They were like, <laughs> they oh, were there like she goes again. Fuck off. Stop being annoying. And I'm like, 2020 me. <laughs> da, da, da. And I'm like, no, no. Well, you are talking loud. Who me? Yeah. I thought I was giving my soft, subtle fish voice. <laughs> oh, can I say that? <laughs> you can say fish. <laughs> Even when Fishy I look like this. up and comer. <laughs> From the Clintons to the Obamas, I keep it tight, and now they're calling me mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's start in a minute, but I need my phone. Okay. Now they call me mother. They're calling me (laughs) mum. They call me mama. That that was very mum of me. (laughs) But we are back. Hey, dolls. Hey, double Ds. Right, okay, right. We hope that everyone has... No, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Wait, also, we need to do our actual thing. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Dolls Discuss. I'm Lourdes. And I'm Talia. If you would like to support our podcast, then leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars because they are our favourite. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a little written review, if you will. We have 200 ratings of stars. 200 ratings on Spotify, which was good. And we had 500 followers on the Instagram. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. so we're slaying. Arca followed us. No, literally. <laughs> hey, Arca. Hey, Arca girl. Hey, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, what um, the fuck? Really randomly. It's like so random. Like, I was she followed us but said, I'm not going to follow any of the person. No, literally. She, she took one look at OK Lurt and said, that bitch is not getting a follow. <laughs> but it was really random. I'm sure I was on the way to work and it came up. Arca 1 million or whatever it has followed you and I was like surely this is like not the real one and I clicked on that <laughs> surely like, this oh. isn't the real one I was like oh my god <laughs> she gagged the girls no literally <laughs> but then it was just like a really weird moment because I was like is that just one of those things where it's just like you're following accounts that other people follow or does she actually listen? Who knows? Well, well if you are listening, uh, we want to do an interview. <laughs> dial in. We're on standby. No, actually, we are on standby. Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> but that would be cunt. So, hey, Arca. But, yeah, so that was random. So, we've had, like, a few 
milestone moments mm-hmm. whilst we've not actually been doing anything. <laughs> no, so literally. that's always good. Um, Christmas, New Festive Year's, period was... festivities, Feliz Navidad. Yeah, and it was Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of Navidad. But yeah, no, it was fun. It was. What did we do? Um, it was so long ago. It was long ago. No, literally, tease. But Christmas was chill. Christmas was really chill. And then New Year was, like, not chill. But life is all about <laughs> yin and yang balance, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so, there was a lot of yangs. And a lot of yangs. yangs yeah, I... yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Lourdes. <laughs> like, what? Lulu. I want to start calling you Lulu. I mean, you can. Would you like that? Yeah. Okay. There was one point when I was like, could I shorten Lourdes to Lola? And then I was like, right, bitch, you're not Madonna's daughter. Get over <laughs> it. Because that's what she gets called. And I'm like, that's oh, kind of really? kind. But I've always said my stage name and stage presence is Lolly. <laughs> and if I was having like a suck, and if I was sucking, slurped and tugged, <laughs> go, go from my pussy to my ass, ass and back up again. If <laughs> I was ever to do like an OnlyFans or anything, Lolly, it would be lolly. So who knows? I guess we'll see. But Lulu works. Lulu works. Lulu. Yeah. I'm like way, way. You know you make me wanna. Put my hands up and. Oh, come on, vocals. That's you said. You is currently sitting in front of me on my sofa. With a black hood up, she looks like a Dementor. Like Dementor, Dementor. Like not even one strand of hair is putting out. <laughs> no, like bald headed bald, queen. queen. <laughs> like the most baldest bald of heads. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, let me just put my hood up and tuck away my dead strands of hair. <laughs> sorry, dead strands. <laughs> 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 the Strand, London. Is that a place? The, the Shard. <laughs> the Strand. Is there not one called The Strand? Maybe I'm getting mixed mm, up with I the standard. Know. Sexy <laughs> bitch. I'm the bar. <laughs> the standard. What about the deluxe? I know, literally the deluxe. International deluxe edition of Born This Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Born This Oh, that touches on the topic, but we're, we're still catching up. Yeah. We're still catching up. But yeah, I feel like it was just one of these things. It was just... But it, like the whole like the whole festive period was very chill. It was just like a lot of hanging out and stuff. It was good. Yeah, it was nice. And like obviously things happened, but like to me, well, I mean like nothing, like nothing no, of worth. Nothing majorly happened for me personally. I just like I took some time off. Oh my god, that surprise New Year show that I done. That was really that random, was but that really was really tight. You're like that. Oh, I just, I just barked. So I have a. Uh, solo show coming up what i'm going to do is do millions of surprise <laughs> and i said you better fucking work well no that's not necessarily true no it's just in uh, the like, moment and it, well it was literally just at bonjour i was like oh let me let me play that unreleased baby that she sent me <laughs> and then i was just there i was like might as well just uh, stay. You do love being behind the deck so um, who's going to stop yeah, you i'm at home yeah who's going to um, stop you but then the the swage gag was so random for anyone who doesn't know <gasps> oh, that yeah. that's what i'm talking about oh oh that one so anyone who doesn't know um oh who was it xl done a new year's day party at swg3 
and a bunch of people couldn't make it because like someone had stolen someone's passport or like missed a flight or whatever and so they they, they got in the blow and they were like oh talia would you come and do a set and i was like for the right price yeah, and they course. said the right price and i said well yes no literally not it's just in the road so and um, do you know what I actually and it was actually kind of no, thought, I like, actually we were we ha- we had about perhaps three four hours sleep mm-hmm. and we got ready just started drinking again the car came and packed us up we were giving it oh yeah we riding. were giving like a rider tease and then we got there and the set the set was fucking class and then the crowd was ultimately mad <laughs> yeah the crowd is always mad at these events mostly but there was like a shout out to that wee gay diva down the front. <laughs> that wee gay cunt that wee, the wee gay cunt honestly and that said with the most amount of love like that bitch was giving and then they handed over their phone to me and was like follow me on instagram and then they sent me a really nice message oh that's really sweet yeah it's nice to see like Gays and, and that queers and that environment yeah. and like honestly, and that bitch was, was down there giving moves. So I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, literally. But it was really fun. But it was really random. Yeah, really random. Um, Elijah came and stayed. Yeah, that was we fun. had the oh, nice. We went to see Avatar two and the four DX and bitch. It was four D. Like we got off those seats black and blue, and I was like, <laughs> we are getting at Avatar. Like we look like the avatars. So also, anyone... <laughs> the fact that in the movie there's a bit spoiler alert, but it's not really a spoiler. Um, these seats are flinging us about because they go everywhere, and then this little. One of the green avatar people. They're not green. No, like turquoise. The turquoise one. Like a like a mint turquoise. Um, a mint green. I, because I know that mint will be very big next spring. <laughs> <laughs> um, was like riding on one of the sea creatures and then riding. like dives in and gets out and that bitch oh, was hard. She came to and it's work. a fact. We took my little brother. My little brother is seven years old. We took a full row of the four DX seats. We were like kind of like mid middle to front. Yeah. Lou just sticks her hand up like, and starts clacking her fingers like work a diva, work. And then two and then hours later, Sunny World Rainforest. No, literally two hours later, I'm actually bawling my eyes out three times. Like I honestly cannot remember what happened in the first one so i was very much just going like whatever but it was really good i it really was enjoyed really good. it it was it's a lot better than the first one i feel yeah and so like much more engaging. but it's also one of these movies that long I, just, I didn't feel like it even felt that well long. i told my mum i was like i'm gonna take elijah to see avatar too because he's really wanted to see it she was like fuck i'll pack the sleeping bag <laughs> no tea i was like smells <laughs> snuggle bags in the cinema <laughs> but I, I feel like you have to go and see it in the pictures. Like, it just wouldn't have the same extent or, like, same effect on it. Yeah, it doesn't telly. translate the same way. And also, like, when you had, like, the, it's but, so visually and the 4D, stunning. like, that shit was, was like, like, there was wind in and that. It was pouring a rain and the actual <laughs> fucking screen line in Cineworld. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Elijah's like, no, don't turn my, the seat the way on. And then it turns on. And then, literally, that bitch was getting pelted. I was like, ah. Elijah is such a diva. No, like diva. The funny. Oh, talk about the chips. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in the car, and um, we went to Home Bargains, and then we were coming out, and of course, across from Home Bargains is McDonald's. But previous to that, we had said that we were going to Tesco to get snacks or something or food, and Elijah obviously is like that. Oh, I want a McDonald's. So you're like, you can have one, the McDonald's a really or good the Tesco. <laughs> no, quite right. And then. 
were in the car and they like used to go what was it large chips or something two large and then oh, two large chips we were in the car and <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> um Talia breaks suddenly because like a car or something I don't know how cars work and then <laughs> Elijah went flying forward in the seat and all the chips went all over the front seat and on the floor and then we picked them all back up and then we handed Elijah back um the packet of chips and then they were like um what was it they said These, I I was uh, so how many chips did you have oh, in yeah. your thing and and when I passed them the packet of chips which was like it had a few chips. Like Aye, that bitch was mansion, <laughs> and he was like that. Eh, I didn't have. I had more chips than this. I had them all the way up to the top, and I was like, right. And then you were left with four chips. <laughs> like okay, like diva. And then like did not did not even miss a beat. Like yeah, said it like, straight it's away. Just so funny. It's so cute. He just reminds me so much of me when I was his age. Yeah, I love it. I love that I can like. Be bring a really him. good inspiration yeah, bring and him stuff. Over. Yeah, <laughs> to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we're pitch black, mama. Pitch black. The woman in black. No, you right me. now. I'm a black. The woman in black. <laughs> the woman? Question mark in black. <laughs> Spelling. Seizure. Spelling. Very that. Very that. Anything else we need to catch up on? Um. Sorry. I'm just drinking. Sipping on... What are you sipping? <laughs> You're sipping on this finery. A 2L bottle of Lidl's finest Carrot Glen sparkling natural... Carrot Glen. <laughs> sparkling natural mineral water. Because sparkling water is really the moment. I've decided that I'm going to become, like, a fashion gully this year. I'm going to, like, actually really put effort into what i'm wearing not that i don't already but you know that way it's like i just want to look i say that's why i'm looking like this i bet that's off the clock isn't it <laughs> sometimes sometimes the give is given and sometimes like you like we just can't be fucked like, yeah that's that. but that's my i'm very lazy she like oh oh like sparkling. your actual guinea asmr <laughs> Um, I'm very lazy chic at the minute because like it's too cold as well. No, seeing the moments. When, I was like, actually saying this to Teddy. I was like, I cannot wait for summer purely because I can start wearing normal fucking clothes yeah, and like not having to wear a big massive jacket and shit. Like it's just not the vibe. Like really not the vibe. But other than that, I don't think there's anything else. Oh my god, I cannot see oh sparkling. Like... That sparkling water is really sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you had any recent escapades that you would like to talk about? Any funny run-ins? You're looking at me like I'm trying to. I'm not genuinely <laughs> just to, like if you <laughs> what. Um, I've actually had a few. You know me. My life is always full of mystery and marvel and wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I do sit mystery back and marvel and, and wonder. wonder. Sometimes because we're wondering. No, I have. We're mystery. Mis- we've been mystified. No, and we're and all we're marveled. <laughs> um, but if you follow me on Twitter, I do like to sometimes put out a funny tweet that gets a few likes. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um. My dad recently sent someone. Um, yeah, you never told me what you sent someone nudes. Yeah, but not like the Could full, not the full shebang. Just like nice sexy videos and my pink neon light. 
Wait, it's very so much once in the archives. So wait, how are videos not full shabami pops? Because my girly ones wasn't in it. All right, was the girly puss? Yeah, that be well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I'm giving this shit out for free. I really need to stop that. No, genuinely. But this is someone that I've like had and on the roster for like ages, like Ooh. honestly, year. This like <gasps> professional, mature art gallery person from Ireland. Okay. He's really hot. Where did he find you? I, like I've honestly had him for like years. I think. What well, like but before before you became Lourdes? Like, I think it was at the beginning of that. So, like, I bet... Before know what? you That's became also... <laughs> Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Lourdes. Okay, Lourdes. I'm sorry, I phrased that so <laughs> no, badly. that's funny. <laughs> Before you became Lourdes, yeah. Mature Before you decided you were oh, a woman. girl, you got female. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so... And do you know what? Seeing moments like that, it's nice to... Because I haven't spoken to him in ages, I and mean, then he randomly popped up. Because I'm also like, you live in Ireland, like, what am I meant to do? Yeah, with that? but and you don't travel. You don't. I'm not getting on a P&O cruise to go get <laughs> dick, honey. And also, I, 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 will, I will never travel to get dick because I just think that's like when, trouble, like, if I'm traveling there, if I'm traveling there, one. That's someone else's environment. I could get killed. And two, what am I doing? Walk home with an actual. Come bubbling out and all this. <laughs> that was Come TMI, TMI. But also, oh my God. But also tea. Well, um, yes. So back to that. So, so I'm getting pure sidetracked and everyone thinks I'm a fucking stork. <laughs> <laughs> but so I said, Wait, can we pause your story a minute? I need to check something with the sound. Uh-huh. Okay. Are we back? I We're back. Um, You would think as a... An award-winning music producer, I would know how to work the sound, but I honestly don't. Also, like professional technicians. Yeah, like we need Mate, somebody. We should, we, yeah, we need to hire someone. We need an assistant we, who will we, work we, for free. We <laughs> we need money for that. <laughs> we any any hot men out there <laughs> wanting to work for us? The payment can be kisses, <laughs> kissy pops. <laughs> but anyway, to go back to that story quickly, so. I haven't spoken to him in ages and then randomly he popped up and I was like, oh, hey. And then we were just chatting, whatever. And then you know how sometimes it just gets a little sexual. So then there is also like a power and like somebody seeing you like pre where I am right now and then knowing that I'm hotter now. Yeah, because you're giving full, yeah, I completely get what so you're saying. So then I sent him some from the archives and then he'd applied water drop. Um, unicorn and a rainbow emoji and I said <laughs> what the fuck no what the fuck <laughs> like literally what did someone say back to that I was just like is he gay well no, he's obviously not gay but is he but also he could be <laughs> <laughs> is he like fruity it's like that what the fuck if you get bee stings <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there getting it sucks. <laughs> is he um, is he like queer yeah he's definitely queer but like fag not well maybe fag fag fishing no, no, not no. at all. Oh. Just like gorgeous. Okay. Like, really cute. I'll show you. I mean, you can fag fish, but still be gorgeous. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Will I be will I still have them? Also, sidebar, how interesting is this? Lou got a new phone a week ago and sudden and surprisingly <laughs> it's already fucking broke and she's back to using her old eyebrow. Like it's honestly like somebody has put a hex on me and a curse and said, This bitch is chronically online and chronically annoying online. Chronically trans and also never gonna have a phone. And like and honestly, it's you like... You had three cameras. That's at so this point, I am going to get it fixed. But at this point, it's just like, I just need to give it up with phones. Like, I just need to go off the grid. You're giving like, it Steve Jobs. People would really, really miss me. But, like, that might just have to be a loss because... I wouldn't miss you. But then again, I live with okay. you. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, I'm just, like, cursed in the technology sphere. We like, should do like a, a retro to try and like clear some of that bad juju. No, because I'll go flying out the window. <laughs> you <laughs> are the bad, bad juju. juju. I'm like that. How do I stick oh, a maybe burning that... stack of sage up my ass? <laughs> he, sh- he shoved a whole bag of jelly beans no, up like, my ass. Literally, I'm like that. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I like, am the bad juju. No, I'm the bad juju bee, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so what about juju bee? But... Anyways, anyways, should, should we... we get into the topic of conversation? Yeah, and let's get... about me and my, my bad <laughs> juju. I actually I have no stories to tell either. Because maybe, like, maybe I had had an escapade, but I haven't. All right. <laughs> like, what, like, I just sat in this room staring at the walls thinking, when, when does it get better? And Wait, will. you made that joke earlier, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Louie was, I was making soup in the kitchen. Louie was eating. She was over at the kitchen. She was like, I'm just wondering to myself, when does it get better? No, like literally, when does it? I'm sorry, coming home from work, putting and on a fucking, pitch, pitch putting black. in a fucking tin of soup, cooking mushrooms and dipping <laughs> bread in it. This is Michelin. not. This is not this the is life. Not life. This is not how I envision. This is not how you envisioned your twenty. Um, mid your early twenties. Transgender rights. This is transgender wrongs. Oh, before we move on to the topic, we should probably quickly talk about the blocking of the reform. Like honestly, <laughs> like, and it's one of these things. Fuck? Like truly, what the fuck? And it's one of these things because obviously. Hundreds of people have been posting about it on Instagram and I completely understand that and get that. But it's also, it's that thing of like, it's a jarring thing because we've already like sort of spoke about how we thought and felt about it before. Um, I will say that when when it obviously got voted in, I did feel this kind of, um, not sense of relief, but perhaps a feeling of support by some of the people in government to think that like, Okay, perhaps, or I just swallowed like a big, done a big gulp there. Perhaps there is obviously not the legis- legislative help regarding healthcare and the inches on sneeze, all that kind of stuff. But at least there is some kind of like recognition to the fact that we, our lives are hard. And for the UK government, not only to to block that and not to support that of trans people themselves but to also just completely disregard scotland as a country capable of making its own decisions is actually crazy and when you think about how long scotland 
Scotland has had a Scottish government and out of all that time, out of everything that has happened in this country, they have picked this. I know. To go it's, to it's completely weaponising, it's completely like weaponising trans people as this country's problems because obviously like this country's fucking like in the shutter right now and so much has gone wrong and it's that thing of like it's easier for the government to give a scapegoat as to why everything is going wrong instead of just holding their hands up. But also, pure, but also, surely people have half a fucking brain to see that, but like... they don't. What, they but, really like, don't. What, what, what and is, I, ha- what do you is know happening? what I think as well? Do you know what I think as well? What it comes down to is that the news and the media and everything that has been said about the Gender Reform Act, no one has is, like, giving... Like, no one has been given a clear and concise actual, like, information about what it is. Too many people are, like, viewing it as this big, massive thing that's going to completely alter everything. And it's like, there was a trans woman, I seen the clip on Twitter. Was it Sky News? Sky News, and she was like, when was the last time you ever had to hold a birth certificate up? To to use the the toilet? toilet? And that's the thing, it's like, but this thing of, like, cis people who don't understand what it is, seeing it as, like anyone can just log in and be like oh i'm now a woman so that means i can do x y and z that's not it honey like that's not and it's also just um the way that people sensationalize and really latch on to this idea of like the scary manish like trans women and when you actually where is the research that shows that trans women are predators there's no like there's no research that exists in in the world in the world that research does not exist exactly and it's it's actually insane when you think about the way that so much has been aimed towards us and so much has been funneled into this hatred of us that is backed by nothing as as i'm going to go into this later but but as like a as culture we have became so obsessed with statistics and numbers and that has just like all of that has been lost when it comes to this specific topic and issue because really there is no no research has been made and has found for trans women to be a danger to women or even just societies like uh, truly like, like white wider like it's truly baffling and it's one of these things like it's it's hard to just be constantly met with like a barrage of like this um negativity negativity straight away when like honestly we're just trying to live our lives but this episode will be out on friday if you live in glasgow there is a planned protest on the steps of buchanan galleries at 11 o'clock i will be there i will not be there i'm in the i'm in the sky houses here there and everywhere touring but this is and this is what i was saying the last time in that we clip that i put that we put on instagram now is the time to be an actual ally and pull up and support i'm sorry but post reposting a thing that as the infographics of the UK government blocking this on Instagram, it's just not enough. Yeah, you're not like, really doing Like, utilise your voice, take a political stance, um, and don't leave it just, like... I, I fully know that on Saturday, the majority of the people, 90% of the people that will be on those steps are trans people, which is fair enough, but it shouldn't be the case. I mean, it's not, is it? It's just kind of like everyone's... All the cis people are willing to be like, oh, this is so awful that this is happening, or oh, this is such a shame, blah blah. Fuck the government, blah 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 blah. But really, you need we need to see the action. Exactly, honey. exactly. So, 
Anyway. I will be fun. Let's get banners made. Um, yeah. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. Blue banisters. There's, There's a, a picture on the wall of me <laughs> on a John Deere. Who is it? Who who is it that handed her the beer and said, "How the hell did you get there?" <laughs> oh, Oklahoma. Um, Jenny, is it Jenny handed me a beer? Oh yeah. How you the hell did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Are you I'm... auditioning for Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma? <laughs> what is Oklahoma? <laughs> Bitch, you better be joking. No, literally. Oh, God, euphoria. Bring it back. Jokes. I was watching that today. Anyway, anyways, let's go to anyways, the topic. anyways, anyways. Anyway, back to this little bitch that had a lot to say about <laughs> Hi, me the other day in the press. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to be discussing stan culture stan culture the culture of standing people being fans and like Stand-ups. the differences between and what it actually means to be a stan mm. and for once i actually did some reading so did i and what did you read just a few pieces okay. <laughs> i did find out that the origin of the word stan literally, i was about to came go from the eminem, eminem song like and no no shade to eminem but i don't like you Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Here's do, you, that. what, do you want to talk first, Joy? Because I actually like I wrote like a right, lot. You can no, you can do it. I was just showing that I've read something for once. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, I done a bit of research on this topic before because we had this kind of collective idea that this year on the dolls discuss we were actually gonna do research and maybe not take things in a more professional manner because we are quite professional and like we don't want to um kind of like disregard the work that we've done last year but i think as the podcast has moved on there's only so much we can sit here and like gab about and like cackle about Although you I know love that <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it's just like becoming a more like still true to us and like about us but as like a more informational one yeah. it's like educational but like yeah. fun and it's nice i what i miss about studying at art school is like researching things and actually yeah. like learning about things and giving myself discipline um i think that doing different topics like this and doing the research will provide that but anyway um the research that i done was that i mainly focused on a new york times article um that uh the pop music reporter for the institution joe Cassarelli wrote um but then i also listened to a podcast called the joys and terrors of stan culture um which i think the podcast episode came out in november last year and it's on a podcast called pop pantheon um and for those who don't know this is a podcast hosted by dj louis um and he like analyzes culture and the impacts of pop music and what that has had on his, on the zeitgeist um, as a whole. I think it's also good to note that DJ Louie is queer, therefore his viewpoint is perhaps one that we can identify with more, opposed to, like, a straight guy who really loves the killers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Mr. Bateside. Um, so, yeah, as I said, this es- this episode featured um, Joe Casarelli, the writer that I spoke about just there. Um, and the New York times article that he wrote it was really really informative it was written during covid and this podcast episode obviously came out like late last year so perhaps 
what is in they were speaking about more modern like they spoke about ethel mm-hmm. um on the podcast episode whereas in the article it more focuses on like the biggies like the gaga the beyonce yeah. nikki um, so the beginning of the article speaks about how in 2020, when Chromatica by Gaga and Possessions by Ariana came out, a Gaga stan had trolled a bunch of Ariana stans falsely stating that he'd been fined 150k for tweeting the link to the leak of Possessions, the mm-hmm. album, um, to which a bunch of Ariana stans were saying, we don't care, you deserve it, you should go to jail, all this kind of stuff. And a quote from the article is that this was pop fandom in 2020 competitive arcane sales obsessed sometimes pointless chaotic adversarial amusing and a little frightening all happening almost entirely online literally chronically online chronically online while music has long been intertwined with internet communities and the rise of social networks a growing faction of the most vocal and dedicated pop enthusiasts have embraced the term stan taken from the 20 year old eminem song about a superfan turned homicidal stalker and are redefining what it means to love an artist i actually originally thought that the term stan came from superfan but then okay, i realized I, I realized that there's no t in super but there's definitely a few t's in stan <laughs> one <laughs> one um so what i'm gonna touch on just before lou speaks i guess or before we have like a conversation is some of the positives and the negatives of stand-up mm-hmm. it's obviously largely based on the internet but in my research, I looked at a little bit of what what perhaps Sandman was like um, before the internet existed and what it was like kind of like during the creation of the internet as well. And perhaps also the way Sandman has affected criticism and the critique of the artist and the album as a concept. So elements of stan culture that go back like 40, 50 years. If you think of like the beat, like Beatlemania yeah. or like Elvis, I remember when we... I went and saw the film Elvis and like he that's ov- like obviously um like the film itself I wouldn't say it's the most accurate it's like dramatized yeah 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 but it is true that girls were fainting and all that yeah but also the culture was so or at least the government or like the head honchos in charge were so perplexed at the effect that Elvis was having on like teenagers and stuff that they just sent that cunt to war <laughs> they, was, they were like that bye pumpkin the neighbor's brother came home when in a box but saw. he wanted to go so maybe, maybe it was his fault, fault. <laughs> maybe that <laughs> um so if you fast forward from that to like now and you've got like the barbs and little monsters in the beehive um <laughs> and i'm a member of all three <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is made up of fandoms if you really think about it if you've got, you've got like music and film even if you want to stretch it to like political fandoms of like trump and yeah. obama and stuff so fan communities used to be seen as basement dwellers so um before kind of like the internet was created the way that fans would like express themselves or show interest in the artist was through like newsletters and mailing lists. Um, things that happened for fans in isolation and I guess surrounded somewhat shame because I think that we've all kind of like experienced loving something so much and feeling a little bit of like guilt for loving it yeah. so much because we think, oh, we're being really cringe right now. Um, for ex- a good example of this that I was thinking of was my love for Doctor Who when I was growing up and how that was expressed kind of like in the late 
2000s via like magazines and online forums and kind of like toy websites and official websites and unofficial websites and these were all pla- these were all places where i could go only go and experience through an act of sw- solitude i could only go to these places by myself and yeah. um, it was almost like the act of opting in now as technology shifted the world's view um, through the creation of social media, the boundary of contact between the artist and the fan was eroded. For example, Twitter. So when Twitter came about and you could literally see what Justin Bieber was saying or what Gaga was saying, yeah. that removed that level of isolation because you now, you now had access perhaps to like what your favourite artists, what they were doing, what they were posting, where they are, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy. But also another kind of distinction that I made was that I guess the difference between like a Doctor Who stan or a Star Wars stan and a Gaga stan, for example, is that Doctor Who, Star Wars, Marvel, these are all often referred to as like narrative fandoms now this means that the fans are obsessed with something that has been created out of fiction and also has a kind of like overarching universe Mm -hmm. so when you think about tv shows and things they all encompass a wider kind of like there's lots of things going on it's not just it could just be about one person but it's it's a fucking tv show Uh do you know what i mean that this usually means that fans can place their enthusiasm in multiple different things. Yeah. Whereas when with music or with music artists, you're usually only dedicating your energy to one specific individual. You then also place a lot of your identity in that individual, which then it almost it becomes almost like cult like. Yeah. And when someone invests their energy into one person so much it then obviously becomes part of their identity. It, be, it can become messy because as soon as someone or something might potentially threaten that, might show criticism towards the artist or might say that they don't like them or whatever, they're gonna fight. Yeah. It then becomes personal. And the girls do be know they're fighting. Now, this is a quote from <coughs> the New York Times article that I mentioned earlier. And I think in the article, he interviews a Gagastan, obviously the Gagastan that I was talking about who trolled the Ariana uh-huh. stands. And the Gagastan said, when someone says something about Lady Gaga that's negative, a little bit of yourself inside is hurt. He explained of his own loyalty. You see yourself in your favorite artists, you associate with them, whether it's just the music or it's their personality. So when someone insults your favorite artist, you take that as a personal insult. And then you find yourself spending hours trying to convince someone in China that Born This Way was her best album. Like literally bought the park. Um, so it almost becomes a thing of like, it's not just about like, I love Lady Gaga's music and it resonates, and end quote, this is just me talking. Um, I love Lady Gaga's music and it resonates with me like so deeply. It's more like, it's important to me for some reason that Lady Gaga sells 300,000 records this week or gets like number one in the Billboard charts yeah. or whatever. It's like her personal achievements then become your personal achievements. Yeah. Um, and they were saying on the podcast that I think the, fir- the first generation of like online stands kind of came up during the peak of the CD boom and the team pop boom. So when you think of One Direction on X Factor or even just when we would literally go and buy records like yeah. CDs instead of like literally streaming them, that was then kind of like the first experiences of 
okay, this is a way that we can control numbers for this artist and this is a way that we can bolster this artist's career. Even when you think about voting in the X Factor and you think of the fight, the three finalists, there'll be a certain amount of people who want this person to win, yeah, a certain yeah. amount of people who want this person to win, and a certain amount of people who want this person to win. It creates competition already. And also I think during this time of like the CD boom and the team pop boom, record labels were starting to understand that there could be real money made and real kind of like sensation sensations made through a duality of putting two artists together and like pitting them against each yeah. other, for example. So when you think about it, Nikki and Cardi, for example, yeah. or even Beyonce and Gaga at a moment in time. Yeah, I mean like Katy Perry and Gaga. Yeah, it's like... And it's just, it's again, just quickly going off that, it's really... I do think the the way in which like standum and the way that stands interact online has quite often been something that is like associated with women or femme well, people, well, like, queer people just yeah, in general, queer people yeah. as well, but especially like with effeminate gays and stuff like that as well. Mm. Like it's became so integral and not not in the base of light because obviously quite a lot of stands be crazy and do not show themselves in the yeah. base of lights but that thing of like nobody's up there going oh well travis scott is better than can you best it's always yeah that's better than well Katie i think Perry. it's a link between the feelings of defensiveness and like the ideas of queerness because it's kind of like you you as a queer person have experienced that notion of being an underdog or being like under threat. So let me apply that to the person that I love. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, but she's the best to me and she's done this and she's done that and blah, 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 blah. It's a, it then also this idea of community as well when like queer people are growing up and they don't necessarily know who they are and they can find themselves in one person it then gives them something to attach their identity to which then further perpetuates this idea of community as well yeah. because like a really great thing about being a fan of someone is the community community that yeah, it brings to like, you as well i remember because for a while obviously when i was younger i was like i i still love lazy gaga and all that but like i was like a devout lady gaga fan and she brought and out like devout like, like you are a monster no like a, a terror honey um <laughs> she brought, a horror even <laughs> she brought out littlemonsters.com which was a platform like an online like sort of online forum but it was all just lady gaga and she would come on there and like talk and all that but like even that that sense of like trying to build a platform that was like community vibes and like we're all fans of the one person let's have a forum that we all can like discuss our love it's like you do anything with the best of intentions and it just becomes like actual toxic because it would be like gaga would be on talking to people and they would be like oh katie perry can go and die and all this and yeah. it's like what the fuck but also again the kind of there is no allowance for artists to purely just be artists. There needs to, there needs to like she has to have that connection with it. Yeah, otherwise, it, or like there needs to be something. There needs to be some. Someone needs to focus their energy against something almost because it can't just be that Gaga has like a successful career and people can appreciate it for what it That's, is. She needs to be the best of the best yeah. because I need to be the best of the best. I mean, it's all yeah, and it's like you. There's a sense of shame. And 
and I think with Gaga and there was like a sense of shame that when she like obviously was at the peak of her career and she was like at the top to still be a fan of her after like Born This Way happened and then Art Pop came out and it just didn't do it and everyone mm. was calling it Art Flop. It was like, you always see those tweets and it's like, like I seen one today and it was like the Navy SEALs training looks really hard and I've somebody quote tweeted it and was like being a Gaga fan in 2013 was harder <laughs> because it was it was like the fucking trenches you would say that you were a fan of Gaga and because you like you've loved her at the peak it's like what you still love her when she's shit yeah and it's like about detaching like yourself from that person and also like the ownership that these fans feel over this one person in the same way that see that like Charlie XCX interview that we had watched um, the other week where she was obviously talking about how when she was hacked and then XCX World or whatever it was got leaked it was like the fans are at that point where they believe that Charlie XCX belongs to them so much that they can do that like that's yeah. normal behaviour it's really jarring and also it's the it's the fans quote unquote love you so much that they the even just the concept of hacking is crazy but it's like it's it's almost like slapping yourself in the face. You've went to all the effort and the trouble of finding this unreleased music and leaking it. That for was going to come out anyway. And it's like, you now don't have, like the project now just doesn't exist. Exactly. And then you get the same stands being like that. Oh, XCX3, XCX, well, blah, 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 blah. And it's like that. It's your you fault. It you, it's yourself, your fault like, that, it, that it doesn't exist. It's like, you're purposefully doing all this and... It must be so difficult as an artist to know that people love your music so much, they want it so much, that they are willing to completely derail your creative journey in order in order to get and then it. And to continually shout it in your face at every show. It's, it's, like, it's insane. It's honestly insane. And it is, it's just that weird thing. And it's again, it comes from this like queer thing that like quite a lot of time these people that are put in these places are these like women who are like easily propelled up to these like really really high standards that see when it comes down to it and this is the thing and something that like i struggled with not like struggled because that makes it sound so serious but the diehard lady gaga fan in me can't help but sometimes just be underwhelmed by what she does Mm. And I know that that's not because she's no less of an artist. It's because the viewpoint and like how highly regarded I've seen her, it's like nobody can stay at that point mm. forever. And also, see when she was at the peak of her career or like when she was doing like all that, like the 2009 VMA, she mm. was 20 fucking three. She's now yeah. what, 35 or something? It's like nobody stays the same. And also it's just like she's a fully grown adult now. It's like you're yeah. willing and it's like this thing of like, see at the start of your career and stuff, you're willing to do a lot more and like put in a lot more work because you're younger and you've not experienced like the what it's trials like to, and tribulations yeah. of becoming one of the biggest pop stars in the world to then have to like do follow the guidelines of the label and stuff like yeah. that and it just become it's like that thing of like the way that the music industry works it's like you get to places of like being really highly regarded by having your own artistic vision but the minute that they realize they can make money off it it's almost like that artistic vision is wiped out and it's yeah. like it's then what they want and what they want to profit off and it's like that thing of like surely the reason that got there should be the reason that you keep 
letting her do what she I had literally because that's yeah. why she's done it and then it's like well i think even even if i think about my own music making and the music that I, and when i was like when i was writing angelica and making it and like what i'm making now and it's like as an artist you don't stay in the same place it's like the music that i'm making now wouldn't fit on the on the angelica project because purely i've just became interested in in different things yeah, but exactly. then if someone was to discover me and only like me purely because of that record and want only music that sounds like that record it's like that that will never exist that will never exist because we all we all just develop artistically and and it's it's like you can't move back like the point that you make like gaga making the fame monster for example to her making art pop she can never make something like the fame monster again because she's done it and she's developed from it once you learn something you can never and also and it's that thing of like again these people are like saying that they're dedicated to this person and they love them so much but yet, quite often, the people that will be the biggest critiques of what they do are the stands. And it's because they're like, they constantly have the highest expectations and they don't actually allow themselves the time to sit with something and yeah. begin to enjoy it. Well, I think also standums have really kind of like, on the flip side of that, they have really disintegrated the idea of criticism because when you think about perhaps i don't know getting a pitchfork review for some reason yeah. and perhaps and it's like say say such artist gets a seven that's a really 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 really, really good score yeah. to be quite honest like a seven's really good that's but, like an a like literally the stands will be like why is it not an eight yeah. why is it not best new music it's like n- nothing is ne- necessarily ever it good is, enough. It's like it has to be the best. Like it's like, yeah. it has, and it honestly, and it's one of these things that's like, even now, like with the way that Sizzle's going right now and like how she's been like at the top of the charts for like the past five weeks and stuff, you would never really associate SZA as having like stands. But even now it's like, SZA stands are fighting Taylor Swift stands and tweets and all that and it's like yeah, what the fuck and, it, and, and also it's like the world has also became I was saying this before it's became so much more statistic based um, and the use of numbers to like prove thoughts ideas theories all that kind the, of stuff validity and you're like liking that it's like yeah, yeah, you yeah. can only like that and it's pro- proven by the fact that they're number one or they've sold X, Y and Z amount of yeah, copies yeah exactly and it's like when you go on Spotify and you look at your Spotify listeners, it's almost, or even like followers or likes, if you were to put it in, in a more simplistic context of like how many followers you have or how many likes you get on a tweet, it's like, I'm going to show Not you. Not that many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you how many people love you because that then means that you will inherently want more. Yeah, and also it's that Because before like, in the music industry, no one used to, like, you obviously you used to know, like, number one and things, but you never used to know how many actual people were listening to your music. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as you bring numbers into it, it becomes a game of, like, that dopamine hit. Yeah, of, like, and it you, Like, it's not enough. It never is enough. And, and it like, keeps not, you, uh, like, on these platforms and, like, keeps you putting out more. But then also, because if you look at Spotify and because... You can also see who your favorite artist listeners are. Yeah. It's like it's not only the artist's responsibility 
responsibility or job to think have to think about these things it's like it's now put on to the fans of like look, well she's got this x amount of listeners or yeah. like she has this or like he has this do you know what i mean and it's like see at the end of the day it's honestly one of these things that is so like obviously there is so much hilarity and comedy that can be taken from sand culture and quite often i think that it's just it's so funny like it's so funny but it's like the moment of like see when you actually break it down it's like that's two gay men fighting over a woman who doesn't know they exist and whether or not she's getting number one next week. I think... And also, it's, it's obviously not all stands are gay men, but, like, quite often you will see that, like, the evolution of stands and the stands that have been, like, around since it was, like, like the sort of, like, see, mid-2010s, like, around all that time was really when, like, stand culture was, like, at its highest because yeah. it was like the, the way that online all these on sorry i've just drunk some more sparkling water <laughs> all these online platforms were a wee bit more prevalent yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i feel like celebrities were using them more like twitter and all that like see like can't speak be fighting over who had the most followers on twitter yeah <laughs> it's like, no it's insane <laughs> and when you think about the the comic but usually also the a lot of the comedy that comes out of stan culture is at the detriment of someone else like no, when completely. you like for example marina she's had her flops now and again but when you have like when people are actually making jokes about how much money she's making and stuff like that and she's sitting on live saying i've been like a millionaire since i was like 19 years old and like there are people like genuinely bullying me saying that i'm like She's like, I'm not. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> it's, but it's also like, it's, it's just crazy that people like sit and joke about like these literally, things. it's like that thing of like being in the playground and being like, no, my house is bigger, and it's like, no, my house, and it's like, and I, but the thing that I was going to say in regards to like the gay men thing, quite often, and obviously not, it can't all be generalized, but a lot of the fans of these like divas, like Gaga, Beyonce, and all that barbs. There is a high prevalence in gay men following. Yeah. And within that, quite often, what they use the medium of being a stan and a fan is to, like, put forward these, like, horrific, like, misogynistic, racist, all these sort of views because they get the safety of doing it from behind that profile pic of their favourite person. Mm. And it's just, like, it's that, it's really jarring. It's also, it must be, like... But then also... I think that I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got money. <laughs> like literally. I think it, it's difficult as well because when you obviously when you get to a certain point of stardom, your access to public life becomes diminished. And that in essence, that means your access to like interacting with people yeah. just publicly. That's whether on the streets or online or whatever. But I think it is very much artists have a responsibility if they have that much power and there's that many people that enjoy them and have a love for them that they should be saying something yeah, just, they should be saying you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't like the same way as like and like Nicki Minaj eggs her fans on and that has resulted in multiple people getting docs people like losing their jobs like literally. like people getting like genuine like death threats and stuff and like when you think I, about that that's actually 
really bad. Like really bad. And also, you're literally, Nicki Minaj is literally a rape apologist. Like, are you like, fucking kidding on? And, and, and then also, it's this thing of like, even when their favorite artist does something bad. Someone else has done something worse It's like Like even when at one point I don't know when when it was But it was back when we had different flatmates And we were talking about Gaga and her dreadlocks era Oh my god And a certain flatmate was just like Oh yeah, like not a good look for her And it was just like Well, it's a bit more than that Yeah, it's like that thing of like being so like liking so much someone so much that you're like willing to overlook because like it's that thing of like i do enjoy nick minaj's music but at what point i can is, lick it i can suck but it's like at what point is it like i saw that then like i guess the discussion can be open about it's like that separating the art from the artist but it's like there are people who are like literally on Twitter, ride or dine and defending the fact that like her husband has literally had multiple accusations against him mm. and whatever. It's just like, and also like, it's just really jarring because like, see at the end of the day, um, these people do not know you don't like- You exist. Like genuinely. And this well, is the other thing as well. you exist, but you're just what, someone on a screen. What, did you see that tweet thing? And it was talking about how- That sweet thing. Charlie XCX and Kesha have the same social media manager yeah, because yeah. <laughs> thing me and it's like quite often what they'll be posting things and like posting as Charlie, but that's not Charlie that yeah. you're talking to. That's not Charlie that you're interacting with. But that's with. actually really insane. <laughs> and it's like and it is that way, but it's like you've been led to believe that this person is behind the other end of the screen. And mm. it's like see even when they're doing like live Q and A's and all that, it's probably someone else typing it, but she's maybe getting asked. Yeah. And it is bizarre, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like it's almost that like false pretense of like security that you've been laid into that Especially, the who is behind there. But then see when you do think about it, it's like Lady Gaga's not going to be sitting with a phone that's fucking blowing up constantly yeah. on Twitter, is it? But also, especially, like, an artist like Charlie, which I think, ha- like, she has, like, quite a... A personable, like, relationship with fans. Or even just, like, a very distinct way of, like, typing, yeah. for example. <laughs> and it's, like, the idea that, that like, someone, else someone is, is fabricating that. that. <laughs> yeah, like... Because it's, like, what I always say, it's, like, when I feel like whenever I'll put something on the dolls discuss and stuff, they'll know it's me. And whenever <laughs> you do, it is that weird way, but it's like these, like that person be typing like Charlie. Yeah, like Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just bizarre. I got a whole Ami. Oh, I got a whole. Oh, I got a whole Ami as Charlie. Pull up to the Kilihida Joker. I'm Harley. Ristan Chunky Barbie. Me only Catania. All these Peter stunts, but, but bitch, you ain't Puerto Ricania. We that was a good one, black black. Um, what are your? I was actually listening to. What are your thoughts on people pronouncing words as if it's the native language? What do you mean? Like, so say, um, say you're like ordering Italian, and you're like, I would like spaghetti carbonara. Oh wait, no, that's bad. That's like a bad <laughs> Italian accent. But like. Oh, when <laughs> when like people are like I'm going to Puerto Rico. No, I can't. Like I can't right, do okay. it. Do you know what I mean? I think when, when people when people like or like a Texas <laughs> or, or like when people are like Berkein. I'm go- like they talk like I'm going to Berkein. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't, I, there's obviously exceptions to that. And it's like, if, like, if you're, hmm. Because, you, because it's like, if you're going to like. I definitely do say behind. <laughs> but I, that, I, I, I think when it comes into the territory of like, kind of like your, your sp like Spanish language or like. Latinx or whatever and it's like you're white why are you doing that yeah why I think obviously accent? if it's like if you're white and you're mimicking another country who also happens to be white there's less offensiveness there but it's like when you start playing around in the territory of like because I think people this like, is so random of me to bring up I know but I was I, like what but I think people like the woke, the woke culture of wanting to pronounce something the way that it should be pronounced, but then also not necessarily understanding the distinction of like what it means for someone from that country to pronounce it and what it means for someone else to pronounce it. Does that make sense? Because I was listening, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about how, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You were doing the Aberdeen. <laughs> it was talking about how hummus is pronounced hummus. But... <laughs> <laughs> hummus. I think that's how Jewish people and like Middle Eastern oh, people of pronounce course, it because they say things with the way that I would know. Like, but you just say hummus. Yeah, I would only ever say yeah. So like, like I wouldn't walk into Tesco and be like, "Can I get some caramelized on your hummus?" <laughs> like, do, you know do you know what I mean? But I think pe people, what there's like this over kind of like. Wanting to respect, I have no idea where that came from. No, I way, know. It's like what the fuck? Oh, oh, like this over. But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like me going. Oh, I'm going to Berlin. Like, no. Mm, <laughs> well, Germans are white. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not that. It's, it's but also like the same with Italians. Italian people are white, right? And I mentioned Italian before, but perhaps I didn't. But it's like when someone like overcompensates or like tries to pin, it's just like, just say carbonara. <laughs> just say carbonara, like just say spaghetti. Like just say spaghetti. <laughs> just like, it's not hard. <laughs> I'm still so like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the episode next week. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. And I was just like, mm, I want to know Lourdes' opinion on this. <laughs> I don't really know if I have one. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I've never given it, I've never thought about it. Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Just say hummus. Like hummus, I say hummus. Yeah, hummus, I No, like literally, like it's hummus. Me and Teddy were eating caramelized onion hummus today. I it was delicious. actually have to say that that's one of my least favorites. And I, I love it. Do you know what? Do you know what one I will say fucking tears the basement up? And I've not had it in a whole minute. It's going down, basement. And I'd be like, eat it, eat it, eat it. That is an edible arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> um, Morrison's used to do a three for two on like other wee like dips. For those bits. wee monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Good news in the middle of this pandemic. Morrison's at Cross the Loose got hundreds of the wee monkeys on it. If anyone's looking for a wee monkey. monkey. <laughs> um, no, but. You know how like there be dips and sh like stuff like the <laughs> dips and tzatziki and stuff like hummus. They used to do a sun dried tomato hummus, and honestly, mm. bitch, it's fucking delicious. But that's really random. I do love like I love a Moroccan style inspired hummus. What like the oh, like when it's like 
buttery, like whipped. No, like the nah, the, nah, nah. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> and I may be bad, but I'm perfectly good at it. <laughs> you and your nudes, like <laughs> no less. So, raindrop, unicorn, rainbow. I was like that. <laughs> He's just called me queer. <laughs> Hot calling the kettle black. No let Calling it as he sees it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Slap the panties right to the side. Ain't got time to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the cake. Anime. <laughs> um, but no, there's like an actual flavour of hummus that's like Moroccan style inspired and it's really nice. You should try it. Right, okay. I don't know why we've went on. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's more. go back to Sands. Were you... Uh... I was a rabid, like, a, not rabid, but like... <laughs> rabid? No, like, uh, like... Rabid? That's not a word. Like, rabid? Rabid. Rabid. I was a rabid. <laughs> I was a ravenous. <laughs> Me and the homicide. <laughs> Hummus. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, but... Like I was, I wasn't to the like I was so. When I <laughs> was in high school, and when I hadn't really like when everyone knew I was gay, but I was like trying my best to just like not be out open about it. I, I wasn't. It did not. Work. I wasn't like pure open about the fact that I love Lady Gaga. Like if people had found out like that I had like I shared a room with my wee brother, and we had a bunk bed, and the whole walls. And our room were covered in Lady Gaga things. One Hunger Games posted as well. <laughs> and I let David hang things up and the bit of the wall because he was on the bottom bunk. So he got the bit of the wall between the bunk the bed beds. And I had to rest it. <laughs> you, and it was ball, all Lady the, Gaga. Like, like it was all like. Three, four, seven, 75% of the walls were yours. Yeah, and David it was all got Lady Gaga. No, like literally, like I was like such a stand to the point that like see even when i was like consuming music and stuff like i never used to listen to madonna i never used to listen to katy perry even like beyonce and stuff because i was like gaga as my one and i was like i don't want to end up <laughs> liking both and it wasn't until like <laughs> mud blood <laughs> no like literally it wasn't until prism came out by katy perry which isn't even her best no, album no, genuinely and like they were all doing that stop the drama start the music and all that and i was like wait Nobody, nobody knows if I've got Prism on my pod, like on my pod, like coming out the earphones. If it only has to be Lady Gaga, and then I was like, wait, wait, maybe I should just actually start listening to other people. <laughs> maybe, like maybe. So, um, like I was like obsessed, like it was genuinely like really bad. I remember when I didn't get tickets to the first start rave, uh, like bald my eyes out and ripped all my posters down. I was there for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Like, actual written that shit down, lay in bed and cry. Like, the hold that like women loser. had. No, like, the hold that women had over me. Took me fucking hours. Like, literally ripping them down. I'm like, fuck, I should have given David more room. I'm like, you can stay up there, Katniss. <laughs> gaga, gaga, Hunger Games. Okay. <laughs> gaga, gaga, Hunger Games. <laughs> no, but like, literally, I was very, like, obsessed with what I was obsessed with. Like, I used to collect, like, all the Hunger Games shit and stuff. But, yeah, like, now, obviously, I'm still such a big Lady Gaga fan, but I'm not. I've just grown up. Like, I've just realised that, like shit isn't like that anymore yeah i remember oh, i was on yeah. littlemonsters.com and i entered a competition to win a bracelet and i won it and she'd made me this bracelet with all these charms on it and it came to the door and it was for 
dead. I was about to say my dead name there. Dead name Gaga. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not my setting name. <laughs> dead, dead name Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> I was like, the postman was like to my mum, that's not that's not your his real name. name. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's like, have... ah, no. <laughs> Gaga. Like, honestly. But what was the point of what I've just said? I don't know. I, I, you were asking if I was like a stan or whatever. Of I was. I, you didn't even let me finish. I was going to be like of anyone but Gaga. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> you make me laugh so much. Right now. You look so good. <laughs> I'm but <laughs> I. Also really liked Florence and the Machine and Lana Del Rey. I had a Lana Del Rey poster as well. See that one that HMV sold to her? And it's like she's on the cream wall. Yes, and she's got I the rings. that one. That, what that is one. it? They say bad or something? Like, or bad bitch or something? Or West Hollywood says something. <laughs> bad bitch. <laughs> no, did you know that there was a tunnel under the Ocean Boulevard? Wait, what? Yeah. There's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and I'm going down there. Did you the also light. know that there's a picture on the wall with me on a John Deere? How, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck did you get there? <laughs> you invited her. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture on the no. wall. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> um, who did I stand? I stand. I Beyonce in her fourth year. You're like I, that beauty thing. <laughs> <laughs> Edgy, edging. Yeah. Like, no. So it went like it went a little bit like this. So when "Fight for Your Love" by Cheryl Cole came. <laughs> No bitch. no bitch. Three I was that I recorded that shit on Sky TV. I would practice the dance routine in my living room, and then my mum was like, "Are you gay?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm a dancer." <laughs> she would always get drunk with man. He's and be like, "Good, do you be dance?" <laughs> That's so funny because the first thing that I was obsessed with when I was when I was younger was <laughs> when we were young. When no, like young. Um, was Rachel Stevens with Jim Miley X. And what? I remember, like, that song. Um, if I was in your shoes, <laughs> I'd whisper <laughs> before <laughs> I <laughs> shout. Sweet dreams, my LAX. So I feel like we're not doing stands, but I'm I'm liking where we're going, so I'm going to keep going. So Duffy... Uh-huh. You got me begging you for mercy. That was a good one. Would love that one. Also, I had a big scouting for girls moment, which is not random at all. Mine's was Amy McDonald. But I also feel like I want is one of them like a raper now? Honestly, probably. probably. Yeah. Um the first CD I ever got was Amy McDonald, This Is Life. And bitch, and that was wasn't. no, that was full of hits. Like the the greatest hits, baby. And <laughs> yeah. I knew every single word to every single song on that. I'm trying to think who else did I stand? But it was I, I love the Bombay Bicycle Club. Oh, you, like you see, I was like I was edge. I was old. I was cardboard I was cut out like white fag. twink gay fag 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 like, fag 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 like Fagerson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely, like any pop diva, I was obsessed with. 
I obviously love Twigs. I've loved Florence. I love Florence since yeah. I had Dog Days yeah. on the radio. I remember that's a long time. Marina as well. I was like, I was, I was for the indie girlies. Yeah. Your Florences, your Marinas, Lanas. Well, Florence and the Machine was the first concert I ever went to. Really? That's yeah. Nice the one. SECC 2012 for the ceremonials tour. Well, it's fucking amazing. I don't know. I, pro- I probably already said, but Twigs was mine at Own More. Yeah, that's such. And they were like that. We're actually going to host the LGB Alliance here. I know. And like, I was like, come on in. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> like, genuinely, I remember. So, just quickly off the back of that, um, I, the reason I got into FK Twigs is because Lord tweeted the Water Me video. And then I was like, hold up, let me watch this. So then I watched that and then I was obsessed. Hold up. No, like literally obsessed. And then she played Autumn Moore and then she played Stereo with a, a couple months apart. And I didn't, I had friends in school, obviously, but like none of them liked <laughs> the same things I did. And they were too busy. I don't know. Being glam bands. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I would go to concerts with my mum and my mum really didn't like FK Twigs so she never took me. So I've still never seen her to this day. Evil. And she wouldn't let me go myself either. And the tickets were like £10. You and skinny I was like, bitches are evil and you need to be destroyed! <laughs> no, like literally. And I was fucking really obsessed with getting one of those Papi Pacify bombers that she did. See yeah, but you know that shit was £150. Like... What the fuck? And like you would go out in the day and... For 15 years old and you're like, uh, oh... Where am I getting 150 no, like, fucking pounds from? Like, what the fuck? But honestly, work diva, because I would want the money too. No, I genuinely, I remember as well, like, I used to pull my coins together. I went down to the Born This Way Ball with genuinely... Scrabble. You were playing Scrabble. No, genuinely. <laughs> I had, like, worked it out, because when my um, when my mum had given me the ticket, I had, like, worked out and done, like, the converter. I found pictures of the merch stands from, like, another country. It was, like, in euros or dollars or something. No, it was do- euros because the US leg was after. But I had done the converter, and I was, like, converting these T-shirts. You were actual getting it. M-I-S-I like mathematics, or, mathematics. No, literally. I was like Stephen converting Hawking, these will. t-shirts to like 19 pounds and 37 pence. So like I had worked out to the penny how much I could get. And then I went and the prices were a lot more expensive. <laughs> I, was like, I can get one t-shirt and one poster. <laughs> My mum made me pick the one that was the least gay. <laughs> And but she was selling lunchboxes and all this. I'm no. like, like, no, born this way ball plasters that were like little slices of meat for the meat dress. Like, Gaga, used to, Gaga used to like Give. do merch. Remember, she was doing the rain on me wellies. And you were like, that is King Kate Moss at Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. No, but see, also kind of on. <laughs> um, but I remember like pulling money together. And spending £55 on the Lady Gaga CR fashion book. And this is when I didn't have a job and all that. Like, saved Clearly. up money and got that. I'm like, maybe you I should were, have like, that. doing a lot. No, you like, doing, doing the, the most. most like, doing always the most. doing the most. Me. But, I mean, good for you. You've carried it into your adult life, haven't you? Like, always, always doing, doing the, the most. most. But somehow also doing, doing the least. Doing <laughs> <laughs> hmm. How does that work? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> doing the most, but also somehow doing, doing the, the least. least. Like the least. Maybe that's the title. Doing the most and yet the least. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. We, dang, found dang, it. Dang, we dang. got it. We got We've it, got bitches. A winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But people actually, we really should go back to the fact that once we've been recording for about three hours no, and two. Literally. 
people had said something so on the Instagram people had been put out a wee thing and people had <laughs> replied to it. Oh my god, I'm still laughing at that. Like that was so funny. Um somebody said Swifties need Jesus. I do do you know what? I have never really been able to get I love like a few Taylor Swift songs on their own, but as projects, I've n- really never listened to a full project love a by her. Taylor. Then somebody else said they're all fucking freaks, especially at this age, running accounts, standing someone like get a grip, especially when they are nasty, just bullying other folk online in the name of a stan account. I think a lot of a lot just use it as a reason to have an unknown hate account and be misogynistic. Yeah, exactly. People use it as like an uh, an avenue and for trolling. Like, Even yeah. just like that in that article, it's like when you're purposefully going out of your way to not only just like just like cause like really like weird like harassment vibes towards people yeah and it's also just like see at the point of like obviously like going into being like a stalker is like there's clearly something that's like wired a wee bit differently in that person's brain it's like even when like oops when when, are we going to talk about the same thing lily allen oh oh well, not not only that. Well, yeah, when that happened to Lily Allen, he literally go, did he not get in our bed? Yeah, or he got in our he got in our house. I'm sure he was standing at the end of our bed, and then, um, and it was Lord's plan. <laughs> literally, <laughs> is that the, okay, Lord? <laughs> Do the, the most and yes, get the least. To the end of that bed. <laughs> no, but uh, the Lily Allen thing actually. <laughs> <laughs> we at the bottom like that I really don't I know I really love a Moroccan style inspired hummus <laughs> but the Lily Allen thing actually opened up a whole police thing because when she reported it she'd reported it I'm sure multiple, multiple times. times and they didn't take it seriously and then when the police came to her house or flat or whatever in London I'm sure the boy the boy that she was seen at the time who was a black man was taken in for questioning and then it was at the point where she was like somebody has literally trespassed and entered my house and you're telling me that it's all like it's not as serious as it needs to be it's the same with like lana del rey the amount of times lana del rey's like people have got in her house and stuff like that it's like yes okay she had a hard drive stolen a couple and they were like this is all shit That tweet and it, no, it's actually really bad. I was about to say a tweet there, but I really can't. It was really bad. What, what like really? Why? What? What was it? Can uh, you not say it on the pod? People could be offended, but it was. Really, I did laugh what, at the tweet. What's it? What's what's the triggers? That fat phobia. Yeah. <laughs> the tweet was some. You know, you best believe that person stole that hard drive and had to wipe burger grease off it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It's so bad. No, that is so bad. I get no, but then again, piggybacking off of that, it's like people people love Lana up until the point where she got bigger. Yeah, she's and then and then it's like suddenly it's like unless you're like the hardcore Lana stands, it's like and but then also there there was the BLM stuff. (laughs) Question for the culture. (laughs) But Um, even within that, it's like Lana is someone who has like artistically progressed in a way that I think has been for the best. Like the music and the stuff that she's doing now is 
when it comes down to it, a lot better than the stuff that she was putting out. But people have this view of her being this like old Hollywood starlet. And like, well, okay, that, and it's like, you can comment and say that Born to Die is your favorite album, but like, she's moved on from that. But that's, but again, that's also the downfall of having, uh, like building a character, behind, yeah, like, like as, a, as an artist, it's like when you build someone that doesn't exist, as soon as you show a fragment of yourself that doesn't align to the character that you've created, they're going to fucking come yeah, for you. Yeah, literally. And it's just that way, but it's like, it's genuinely bizarre. But yeah, like that whole thing of like stalkers literally breaking the law and all that. Like, Well, it happened to Charlie. Like someone broke into Charlie's house. Did they not? Um, Charlie I, is a fan of what? Was it that one and? See when she did that nowness that, oh, video. Oh, that got yeah. She sold that house. That like, was how gorgeous. gorgeous. But like, did she not also think it was haunted or something? I don't know. But like, how gorgeous that, that house. house! And she's like, here's some party decorations. We've just not taken them down. And I'm it's like, like that's set, that set dress. You're the party. I know, like that video Dakota Johnson's like. And I love limes. Here's some limes. <laughs> I love them. Like they dress that set really badly. Oh, God, she is hilarious. I like, love that Dakota is so, Johnson. She has an nepotism baby though. I actually watched the film. Uh, with her in it, like that was the film that Fifty Shades Starker. Patch Black. The oldest, like, ah, hi. <laughs> and no, it was Persuasion. It was like the kind of. Um, Is it Jane Austen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like, mm, it was mad. It was kind of mad. But she was hilarious in it. Oh, it's a funny one. Yeah, kind of fun. Funny one, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you Kind of giving funny fun. Doing the most yet doing the least. Like the most and the least. <laughs> at the Always. Same. Oh, at the same time. Oh, and time. also just like piggybacking off that, that was a point that I wanted to make with the whole like standom thing. It's like became like, see like the way that Drag Race stands and all that. Like they, see, that's a whole nother No, that is a whole, and that, no, it's not that's even. Fag, 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 No, fag. like none of them are fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot. Of, yes. Doing the most, but doing, doing the least. Doing the least. <laughs> yeah, but that's when I think when it when it comes to drag queens as well, I think that's when people become really fucking. And catty. I think because I think as well because drag queens don't ne don't necessarily have like the they're like so much closer and accessibility. Yeah, 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 than... yeah, yeah. But they also don't have the pressure of having to be of having of like look. Not necessarily losing something, but there's obviously a difference between the Vivian and Lady Gaga. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like, but I, but also in tandem with that, a lot of these drag queens are men, and men will just say what they want. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter whether you're a drag queen again, or not. Again, it's that thing of like what we were seeing earlier, and um, going back because my timeline is filled right now with that. Somebody quote tweet. Did a tweet and it was like, what's the best moments of Drag Race? And then people keep quote tweeting their like funniest moments. Mm -hmm. And one of the ones was from the season nine reunion. And when they all started attacking Valentina, because like people really, really like worshipped Valentina and were being like fucking vicious to the, all, all the other girls. And when it comes down to it, quite often the girls that receive the most amount of hate are the girls that aren't white. Mm -hmm. And the black girls. <laughs> no, literally. And it's that way, but it's like, you are someone who quite often when these girls have just came off the show they've not got a social media manager they've not got that because they don't have the accessibility to that so they are seeing everything that these fans are saying when they're being tagged it would take nothing more than to send out a tweet and be like 
if you align yourself with that view and are tweeting that you're not a fan of mine like mm. i can't allow that but they just don't, they do, just it. don't do it and yeah. it's like you're not preserving any sort of image there yeah and it's like see if you want to be that accessible you have to be accessible and that like whilst you haven't chosen these fans they do represent you in some levels and it's like if you're constantly seeing them telling like nina bonina to like fucking kill herself it's like you're okay with that yeah but then again i guess it's doing like, the most yet doing the least no literally no but actually that's actually see that's what drag queen does the, the most, most and but the least you, the least you but you're really clever <laughs> i do be i do be making some points it'd be so, like there few is just far between there's some symbols crashing in there but there's a few synapses that still have a twinkle in their eye yeah definitely a twink <laughs> all all <laughs> <laughs> shall we wrap up yeah well, that was funny. That was fun. A nice comeback to the yeah, year. Yeah, we're back. With a vengeance, bitch. But, yeah, I actually think I've got a good idea of what I want next week's episode to be about. Okay, so Slay. We're good. Well, we'll do that. Well, we'll catch you on the flip side, motherfuckers. Yeah, thanks for listening as always. We love you. Goodbye, we love Double D's. Dubai. Dubai. Dubai.